0: Welcome back guys to Press Y, my name is Kelton Burns, I'm joined by Cameron Donahoe, and, uh, and yeah, we got some news hot off the press, Cameron. The Xbox Developer Direct just dropped first Xbox developer direct of 2024 and we got new information on a lot of games and a little peek at some games that I thought and I, I was actually pleasantly surprised by this uh this little Xbox developer direct and I, I will say also side note knowing that all these will be I, I guess I don't wholly know on on some of them but I, I would assume most of these games are going to be on game pass day one really cool feeling you're like you watch it you get hyped you don't even have to pre-order it
1: that is super cool I didn't know that that is pretty rad. I do love how uh, like involved Xbox is making Game Pass and how much of a priority it feels like, you know? Uh, It doesn't really feel like a tacked on thing. It feels like something that they're really putting a lot of their uh, eggs into. Um, So that's cool.
0: Yes, more on subscription services later in this episode, but let's get into what these games were. Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, that's going to be the big showcase game that was the the you know the grand finale of this Xbox developer direct, so I'm putting it at the front of this conversation. It's being developed by Machine Games, they're known for Wolfenstein. I, personally, not an Indiana Jones fan, never been able to get into that series, But watch. so I wasn't really that excited for this game, but watching this trailer, I was like, oh wow, you know, the idea of a first person big action set pieces kind of similar to like a call of duty campaign or um or obviously like a wolfenstein game that actually sounds really appealing and the gameplay looked great and i actually find myself excited for this game now
1: yeah me too it it looked like a, a a i i was very pleasantly surprised uh it like it looks like an indiana jones movie um like indie looks great. the the cool like creative uses of the whip is exactly what I want out of such a like unique weapon. Especially since in the movies he finds like so many cool ways to use it besides just like attacking people with it. Um, so I love that they're doing that. Um, yeah, I was super pleasantly surprised. I I loved um, Uncharted and Tomb Raider, and those games seem to take like serious influence from uh, Indiana Jones. So uh, now that we have an actual indie game, uh, hopefully it can it can kind of fill in those big big ol' adventuring boots.
0: I agree. I asked myself at one point during the trailer, I was like, would this be better in third person? And I think if it was third person, the comparisons and similarities to those two games you just mentioned, Uncharted and Tomb Raider, yeah. would just be a little bit too close. So I think the first person going to do a uh, a decent job at least for me of setting it apart a little bit.
1: I agree, but also at the same time um, it just the, the first person, like I'm I'm a little hesitant on the first person thing. I think it will set it apart quite significantly um, but I don't know if that will necessarily service it or not. We will see. Yeah. And I will happily give this game a play though. When was the release date?
0: 2024. Oh, nice. Actually, cool. all of the games that we're going to talk about today from the developer director are slated for this year, which I thought was really cool as well. That is awesome. Uh, next up, Senua's, or Senua's Saga Hellblade 2 got a release date, May 21st. I've never played the first one, but this I game, have. I know a lot of people praise it. Are you excited for this game?
1: yeah uh I th- it seemed like a lot of the things that bothered me about the first one seemed from at least the gameplay they footage they t- uh, they showed and talked about seems like my biggest qualms are being fixed here where like they're tightening up the combat and uh, it's just like everything's a little bit more immersive with uh just better graphical fidelity and better acting and whatnot um but this this game has always been like it's big thing where she has, uh, Senua ha- suffers from sy- some kind of like schizophrenia or some kind of psychosis. Um, uh, that was always really interesting to see uh, be like translated through video games, especially if you're wearing the headphones because you'll have like voices in one side of your ear that will like make you like turn around to a certain direction or like uh, you'll see certain things uh, that aren't really there or that will help with puzzles. Um, I think it's a really cool mechanic that if it just like got a little bit more love and attention with like the main uh, gameplay parts, like um, some tightening up the puzzles and the the combat, I think uh, it could really make a, for a really really fun game.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I thought it looked really. It looked great, and uh, it made me think about maybe hopping in that first one, giving it a go.
1: It definitely seems like the success from the first one gave them like some more money and some more. Uh, Uh, team power to kind of uh, really push this second one over the edge so I'm stoked to play it and then we got some
0: more a lot of new information on Avowed the new uh, fantasy RPG coming from Obsidian Games I've been excited for this I love Obsidian I really liked uh, Outer Worlds and I love Fallout New Vegas so I'm excited to see what they're doing in a fantasy setting with that Xbox money behind them now
1: yeah I totally agree and that's slated for this fall. I love Obsidian so so very much, um, and I've never seen uh, a fantasy game from them. So this kind of environment seems like a like I- I'm really interested to see it because mostly just seen sci-fi stuff or like post-apocalyptic uh, environments. Um, but yeah, it like especially specifically with the combat, um, it looks really fun. It looks like there's a lot of ways that you can block and parry and use your own little abilities. So that way, it's not just run up to a dude slash him as many times uh as you can until he he dies before you while he's slashing you uh yeah like (laughs) that kind of like skyrim type of combat never really intrigued me a ton like it just kind of got old for me so having some kind of like ability to tactically use while you're slashing or like be like I I just don't uh, want to approach every single combat the exact same way every time I fight something. And it seems like with all these different options, you won't be doing that. So that's cool. Yeah. I thought it was
0: funny when they whip out a gun.
1: Yeah. Uh, But yeah. Avowed. Coming this
0: fall, 2024. Go check the trailer, guys. It looks great. Uh, Then we got a Square Enix Visions of Mana update. Uh, This is coming this summer. Uh, And uh, and yeah, it kind of looked like it's taken... I don't know. It reminded me a little bit of, of Genshin Impact a little bit, but it's got you know it's, it's not turn based. Uh, it's got a cast of cute monsters that you fight, and that you can you know there's one that you can ride. Uh, I think I might wait for reviews on this one. Uh, have I? I do love Squares Games, and I like the art style here. But yeah, bright, brightly colored JRPG come in looks a lot like dragon quest 11 to me but not turn-based
1: gotta be honest don't give a shit about this game um (laughs) but uh the 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 art looks kind of nice it looks all right um it's a little cartoony for me um but yeah i mean i don't i just don't it doesn't really it didn't really show me anything that especially impressed me if i'm being honest Fair enough. I've never been Last like, like game. a mana guy. I, I haven't really gotten into too many mana games. I've played a couple here and there, but none have like gripped me. I
0: I enjoy mana games. And yeah, this this gameplay, um, the music was really fucking good. Uh, Yeah. But this gameplay made me a little bit hesitant. I was like, okay, I think I'm just going to wait for reviews on this one.
1: Yeah. I totally Next agree.
0: up, Aura History Untold, coming this fall. This is being developed by Oxide Games, who previously released... Ashes of Singularity for PC back in 2016. I don't know anything about Ashes of Singularity. Oxide Games is made up of former Fire Axis developers. And Fire Axis, as I'm sure some of you know, is a developer behind the Civilization games. It looks like Oxide Games was formed by f- those former Fire Axis developers back in 2013. So that would have been after Civ 5 came out. And this game, our history untold, clearly has Civ DNA in it. I would say that's pretty clear in not only the type of game it is, but also the art style. And even like when they were touching on ways to win the game, they kind of directly reference Civ in that you're not trying to meet parameters for scientific victory or cultural victory. But instead, there's like a, it sounded They're kind of vague, but it sounds like there's a myriad of other ways to win the game, hmm. depending on what you want to do. And of course, they have different leaders from different parts of history that have different perks and you choose them and, you know, you you play on an alternate version of of Earth, AI-generated, that uh, you know, you go through the ages over time. And I personally have been looking for a game like this to play recently, and I think I might just wait for this game, especially if it's coming out this year. Give it a go. I love I love a good civilization session, and maybe Ara History Untold will surprise me in some way that the civilization games have yet to.
1: Yeah, um, Civ was always a game that I wanted to play. It seemed really, really interesting. It's just it's such a time sink that I haven't yet. Um, But one of these days, I really want to give it a go. And maybe this is the kind of Civ itch that uh, I've been looking to scratch. Maybe this is the the Civ-like game that will get me into it
0: yeah Civ is so much fun especially if you have a group of friends if you have like three to four or five friends all down to spend a day playing Civ together it is such a fun time because like you said is a it is a big time sink games can take like eight to twelve hours sometimes right but if everyone's in it all playing you know their own countries alliances are made people are betrayed like it's (laughs) it's just such a great game so Uh, you you played it
1: specifically just pvp no like PvE?
0: I've played PvE and PvP PvE, yeah. Civ 5 and Civ 6. How I've played you, a lot of Civ 5. Like it is definitely a lot, I, I find it more enjoyable with playing with other players. And mm-hmm. of course, you could set it to where there's like eight, there's eight countries, two or three or four or five of them are controlled by players and their other ones are played by, played by AI. Mm-hmm. The one thing is like these games take a really long time and to complete and by the end of them there's usually you know there's just a singular winner so it kind of like has that monopoly type deal where by the end people are kind of fried sometimes it's very clear who's going to be the winner halfway through the game
1: for a couple hours you're just like there's no fucking way i'm gonna win this and you're just getting pretty roasted by your friends
0: yeah but then you know there is a lot of opportunities for like oh underdog like like wins like i would say most people go for kind of like a domination victory like they'll just destroy the other countries they'll they'll wage war on them and and overtake them and take their cities and eventually players will get kicked out of the game once they've lost all their cities but you can win through like scientific research you can win through culture In civ 6 they introduced religion and that was actually i played a 12-hour game of civ and (laughs) it was right when civ 6 came out and i was like i'm gonna pursue the religion victory because uh, I was completely new to the game. And so I would send my missionaries out to all the other countries. And over time, a lot of people kind of like... I think they underestimated religion. Uh, especially the people I was playing with. And because it was such a new part of Civ. Uh, that I eventually turned everyone to my own religion. They no longer <laughs> could nuke me. Because their people would not allow them to nuke like what they viewed as their holy city of the world. And I won the game through religion. Cool. Which was like a really but then you could win the game by being like the first person to land on the moon. And then it looks like an aura history untold, like eventually through the tech tree, you can start unlocking mechs and stuff. I've won plenty of Civ games through just destroying everyone. I right. uh, like, and, and it's pretty savage when you're playing with someone and it's like, you know, you guys have been playing for six hours and you're like looking at them in the eyes if you're in person or, or, you know, <laughs> you're just about to destroy their final city and they're out of the game. And you're like, yep, I'm sorry. That's mine now.
1: Uh, <laughs> that but it's kind of brutal, but it sounds like a good time. I gotta give that a yeah. go one of these days.
0: So yeah, guys, that's gonna wrap up our little summary of the Xbox Developer Direct that happened yesterday. I do have more news, and uh, and yeah, we have uh, this is actually gonna be a packed episode. We gotta we gotta move here. So after nearly a decade, Harmonix is ceasing DLC support for Rock Band Four. Rock Band Four came out in 2015. It's had around 3,000 songs added to it added to the game over the last nine years. The official Harmonix blog product manager Daniel Sussman revealed that the news uh of the of the songs being of the dlc ceasing but also reassured rock band players that harmonix is dedicated to making sure you can continue to play the songs that you own on rock band 4 for as long as you like and then as for what's next with harmonix in the same blog post they named fortnite festival as the future for the rhythm game category naming its free-to-play rotation of songs as the place to be so it seems rock band or harmonix is ceasing support for rock Band four and shifting complete focus over to fortnite festival which makes sense if it's the same developer for both games
1: yep yep uh that's exactly what i want to hear from harmonics uh fucking god bless you for doing what you do with rock band four uh that's super cool they're still letting people play the songs that they have bought good on you and look forward to your shit in the future with fortnite stuff
0: awesome so we got some subscription discourse as i mentioned earlier we're gonna jump into some Subscription discussion that happened this week. So earlier this week, Felipe Tremblay, Ubisoft's director of subscription, said gamers need to get comfortable not owning their games. This comment came during Ubisoft's latest wave of changes, changes to its subscription service, Uplay+. These Uplay+. Play Plus, uh, it's going to suck, changes include the introduction of subscription tiers. Uplay Plus yes. will now have a base tier called Ubisoft Plus Classics for $7.99 a month. This includes access to their popular games catalog. Then the higher tier, Play Plus Premium for $17.99 a month, will grant access to day one releases, select early access titles, monthly rewards, and the Ubisoft catalog. Prince of Persia The Lost Crown was the first game to be released as early access through the Ubisoft subscription service. The only other way to access that early access was through a pre-order of the deluxe edition of the game. And those of you with real gamer memory will remember that Ubisoft was given cloud streaming rights to Activision Blizzard games during the Activision Blizzard Microsoft acquisition. So, there's no information when those games are going to hit the Uplay Plus service, but it's currently in the works. So maybe Uplay Plus will have a way juicier selection of games down the line once they get all those Activision Blizzard games in there. So this brings us, after all that, this brings us to Baldur's Gate 3's creative director, Swan Vinkie, who commented that acquiring good video game content might be more challenging if the subscription model becomes the dominant way of getting video games in this industry. Vinky raised concern that the subscription dominance might grant too much power to a select group in deciding which games make it to market and stressed the value of a direct connection between developers and players, suggesting that bypassing a board's approval allows for creative idealism to thrive. So this raises a ton of really interesting arguments and points. One thing I hadn't given much thought to is how much power a subscription service like Xbox Game Pass holds over approving which games get published and more so which games get front page advertising for sure so yeah a lot to go on there uh i don't think i'm going to subscribe to you play plus premium at least not right now Rock, no uh man it's just like we're, we're we're in the age of subscription services for everything
1: yeah and i i really hope that the subscription services for uh video games isn't going down the same path that some of these uh, traditional media subscription services are going down where they're just like nickel and diming you and having like all these very specific tiers of uh, subscription where the highest one you're basically paying out the ass just for uh, a regular viewing experience with like no ads and shit um, that we all had at the very beginning of subscriptions uh, like when they were released and whatnot like just old school Netflix days um, so hopefully uh, that doesn't happen to video games uh, because we had a good thing going here uh, with game pass <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, so I really hope they don't give us like fucking 15 different tiers of subscription service uh, and withhold me from all my beautiful little video games because that might not even, I might not even have a subscription service if that's the case.
0: I also don't want to have to pay for like Xbox game pass PlayStation. Plus UPlay play plus premium, uh, yes. EA has one like I'm sure that there's other people kind of looking at that honeypot like should we start a subscription service type deal I agree with the Bobby skate 3's creative director I think less board approval does allow for creative idealism to thrive and I would hope for as many opportunities for creative idealism to thrive as possible
1: not me So, <laughs> I don't like creativity I like money that's why I, I think this whole you play tier system is fucking awesome. I think if you're poor, you actually pay twice as much. That's that's the tier that I want. I think that's actually super cool. You uh, They should get you in the board. They
0: should get me in How there. Are you? I got some good ideas. Next month, guys, Steam Next Fest, which will feature seven days of new demos and developer live streams, is coming February 5th to February 12th. Just wanted to mention that. They'll remind you guys. We're excited to try out all the demos. The last Steam Next Fest was a ton of fun. Played a lot of good demos. I'm sure we'll make some content and talk about whatever uh, demos we end up trying next month during that time. So, yeah. yeah. Keep your eyes on Steam.
1: And keep Uh, your eyes to the stars.
0: Other news. uh, Gaming industry layoffs have continued as Dead by Daylight developer Behavior Interactive has let 40 employees go, while Lords of the Fallen publisher CI Games has reduced its workforce by 10%. So Another week in gaming industry news. Uh, another week
1: of layoffs. That's a bummer. Lords of the Fallen is like the the reboot Lords of the Fallen, right? Yeah, which is the same developer, and this is the publisher we're talking about. Yeah. Uh
0: same developer as the original Lords of the Fallen.
1: I see. Um, well, that's too bad. Lords of the Fallen looks really promising. Have you played that yet? I have not played it. It looks cool. I think I might pick that up pretty soon here. Honestly. Nice. Oh yeah, I, I, my brother uh, recommended it so.
0: Cool. So looking back, it's 2024, Cameron. This means we've entered into a whole new year of game anniversaries. Games released in 1994, turning 30. Games released in 1999, turning 25. Games released in 2004, turning 20. Yeah, I know how time works, Kelton. Why don't I care about games turning 35 or 15? I don't know. Because they I don't can tell you. matter. It, we only care about 20, 25, and 30. That is true. Sweet, The sweet spots. I can relate to those guys because I'm 26. Those are my kin, Right in there. So looking at each of these three years in gaming, I think there's a clear dominant winner. Mm. But let's see what Cameron thinks. Yes. 1994. We got Sonic the Hedgehog 3. These games are all turning 30, by the way. 1994. Super Metroid. Final Fantasy VI. Donkey Kong Country. Mortal Kombat 2. The Need for Speed tekken warcraft orcs and humans it's actually the first warcraft game that would eventually become world of warcraft system shock and those are all the notable releases of 1994 i'm Damn, sure i'm missing a some year. that's a super packed year if i'm sure i'm missing some or i'm glossing over some feel free to just roast me on our email super metroid but,
1: yeah. and uh final fantasy 6 are wildly big games i mean uh, Super Sonic. Sonic Hedgehog 3 is also good. <laughs> I mean, like, it's fucking... It's all right. I've never really been a Sonic the Hedgehog guy. But it's a big game for gaming. Um, definitely Zero Metroid is my favorite game out of all those. 1,000%. That's a big year. And Tekken, and Mortal Kombat 2 are nothing to snuff at either. Really big games for fighting games.
0: Donkey Kong Country is pretty big. I feel like Donkey Kong was huge in the 90s.
1: Yeah, he was kind of like a really big mascot for some reason. People loved a big old monkey man wearing a tie... Now he's just a Smash character. Yeah. they've I, I wish they made more yeah. Donkey Kong countries. Yeah. Tropical Freeze was a lot of fun.
0: Next up, 1999. Soul Calibur came out. Chrono Cross. Gran Turismo 2. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Unreal Tournament. Age of Empires 2. Medal of Honor. Crash Team Racing. Pokemon Gold and Silver. Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Final Fantasy VIII, Donkey Kong 64, and System Shock 2.
1: System Shock. Good for you guys. Back to back. Um, I'm kind of torn on this one. Uh, Medal of Honor was a a low-key slapper. Medal of Honor was a really big deal. Soul Calibur was a really big deal. Um, Tony Hawk obviously was nuts, and Pokemon was nuts. But also, Pokemon Silver and Gold... Wasn't really like those weren't like quintessential Pokemon games. Uh, this they're pretty banging Pokemon games. They're good, they're good, but they're I don't think they're anyone's favorites. You know, I feel like they're just the rushed sequel of a very successful franchise. And you even see that in like the the new Pokemon they add. There's only like, like twenty new Pokemon, and the rest of them are just the regular ass Pokemon from the previous game.
0: Dude, Pokemon Gold and Silver fucking
1: bang. It's good. It's, it's a good <laughs> game. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying. In so dis- you're leaning 94 right now. I'm leaning 94 right now. I think 94 expanded more upon the landscape, whereas 99 had a lot of like really decent sequels and shit. Okay. System Shock 2 and Pokemon Gold. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: 2004. Game's turning 20. Got Half-Life 2.
1: Holy fuck.
0: Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Holy fuck. Halo 2. Holy fuck. (laughs) Burnout 3 Takedown. Yeah. World of Warcraft. Uh, Yep, 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 yep. Metroid Prime 2, Echoes. Mm -hmm. Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Mm -hmm. Eater. Mm -hmm. Ratchet & Clank, Up Your Arsenal. Mm -hmm. The Sims 2. Yep. The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. I don't know what that is, but uh, it looks like a weird Game Boy game. I love that game. (laughs) (laughs) So <laughs> I never hear that t- talked about it anymore. Maybe it needs a, it needs a it's, remake. It's probably remaster- not that
1: good. I just played it when I was like six. Continue. Pikmin 2. Yeah.
0: Beautiful Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike Source. Oh, Far baby. Far
1: Cry. Far Cry. Sly,
0: Sly 2 Band of Thieves. Spider-Man 2. Mm. Tony Hawk's Underground. Mm. Mm. Star Wars mm. Knights of the Republic 2. The Sith Lords. Yeah, baby. And Gary's Moth. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> holy, holy fuck. Just, I was like, oh, that's a pretty close race. And then what was this? You said 2000? This is year 2004. 2000? 2004, absolutely bitch smacked those last two years. <laughs> holy fuck. All these games, absolute bangers, and I would play all of them today. I don't know if that's my s- nostalgia. That is just absolutely taking over right now, but fucking... Snake Eater, probably the best fucking uh, Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid is one of the most influential game series of all time. Uh, fucking Tony Hawk Pro Skater Underground switched up the the whole gameplay style of that game, and probably for it switched up just fucking skateboarding games in general. Oh my God, Counter Strike, Half Life Two, all those Valve games are so influential, literally today. So many of these games are still played nowadays, and still like shaping uh, the world of gaming nowadays. Like these are some of the most.
0: It's worth noting, 2004 is the first year of of these three years that me and Cameron could uh, could read and uh, play these games. I could actually read when kids. I was
1: two. So how about you
0: <laughs> speak for yourself, Kelton? <laughs> this this is the first year that we might have nostalgia outside of uh, you know playing an older game.
1: I will say this. I haven't really played a whole lot of um, Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater, so I'm not super nostalgic or biased on that. I just recognize that's a good game. Cameron's a nostalgist
0: talking here. He could read and write 2004.
1: And I also haven't played a whole lot of Counter-Strike or Half-Life. I just have seen gameplay and recognize that they're very good games, and they look like a lot of fun. Cameron could walk and talk 2004. That is true. I can actually (laughs) walk and talk
0: to this day as well. That's, <laughs> that's an why, another. Cameron that's why he's fact. choosing 2004 here. I think. But yeah, 2004 guys. I mean, it has Halo 2.
1: Is there even oh, anything yeah, else even to say? Oh yeah, I even fucking here? forgot that it has Halo goddamn two baby. <laughs> that's like the the first game where you could do wield SMGs and shoot them into the sky like a fucking American patriot. <laughs> that World shit is rad. I don't give a fuck about. It's really Warcraft. hard. <laughs> I Lordcraft.
0: is undeniable the mmo staple it's yeah. set the standard yeah mmos since 2004 have been trying to be the wow killer unsuccessfully
1: i so. can do it also spider-man 2 also that's fucking spider-man 2 is like the first good licensed video game ever that game was so good uh i mean golden eye uh but still holy shit was that a good game i love that game and it's san andreas all these games yeah. by themselves
0: give these other years a run for their money. Personally, yes, I agree. That was I a... will say though that 1999 does have Pokemon Gold.
1: Yep, <laughs> 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 that is true. <laughs> a very decent Pokemon game.
0: That's gonna that's gonna wrap up most of the talking points for today. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited for Indiana Jones. I'm excited for a
1: Excited for Ara. Do you have, like, a number one game you're uh, going to play first out of those uh, recently announced games? Like, if all of them were available in front of me? Yeah. Like, is there one you're more excited for than the others?
0: That's a tough That's a tough one. Ah,
1: man, that's a really tough one. I know it's not the fucking mana game for me. I think I would hop probably into Avowed first. Same. I would also do that. Avowed looks sick as fuck.
0: Yeah, because I... And I and I found I guess that maybe this was not the popular opinion, but I really liked Outer Worlds, and I also beat it in like like I think I beat it in one or two days. Like I couldn't Jesus. set it down.
1: That's a that's not a, like a small game, man.
0: No, I think it, I I'm pretty sure my playtime was like 15 hours. Oh, that's actually not bad. And I don't know if Avowed's gonna be a similar length. And I also did not 100% Outer Worlds. I really mainlined the campaign, but uh, Avowed looks great. If if it's anything like Outer Worlds, I really liked how in Outer Worlds you could kill every NPC, no matter who they were. Like there was no one that had plot armor. That is. Pretty that was sweet. really cool. So I'm hoping Avowed has that kind of like your choices matter and like playthroughs can be wildly different in a fantasy setting. I think that'd be dope. I, so I think I'll probably jump into that first.
1: I agree, and it looks like my biggest problem with all the Obsidian games so, Obsidian games so far is that. The, the combat has gotten old. Everything besides the combat is what gets me to play Obsidian, and it looks like with Avowed, they're finally focusing on making an interesting combat system, or at least one that doesn't feel samey or that you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. So, yeah, I'm fucking stoked for this. I know they got the storytelling chops. I know they got the world-building chops. So I'm stoked to finally like pick up Sword and do some cool combat and know that my uh, my slicing and dicing has some consequences so that's awesome. Hell yeah. Well guys, that's, uh, that's going to wrap it up for episode 28 of Press Y. I hope you had a good time. I hope you heard about something exciting and we will see you next week. You guys learned a lot about the exact years where I found out how to stand, uh, how to talk, how to read, <laughs> and how to shoot the covenant right in the fucking head with an SMG.
0: Only reason that Cameron like Sailor 2 is that he could walk and talk.
1: It's actually not a good game. I just happened to be able to walk and talk at that time. So, take that with a grain of salt. And a fucking plasma grenade. Take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Later, nerds.